fashion every day as if just born. I say to you, I know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact. And in fact, I know it best when I say to you, I love you. Let's watch Welcome to LWAFLMOIT. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good to see you. It's been a full Good. week. It's been a full week here. It's another Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 5 o'clock Carl time, uh, New Jersey time, uh, here on mutinyradio.fm, where we stream all every Sunday at 2 p.m., and you can check us out by going to mutinyradio.fm, and you'll find a uh, listen now button. You can press it, and on Sunday at 2, you can listen to us now. Maybe you want to check out our archives. Well, you could just go. We're listed. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube, and you can find all our episodes from the last five years. Man, uh, we do it every Sunday. And we also, you should check out the lineup on uh, Mutiny Radio while you're on their site. Uh, that what's really happening with Luke uh, Sayers before us. We love that show. And we also love a lot of other great shows, including Monday and Fridays. They have live stand-up comedy, open mics, and showcases. You can listen to it. You can subscribe to their podcast. You could also go to the station, and uh, it is compliant, and uh, check out the show. Also, Carl, I should say we, we're a podcast. Mm-hmm. We're L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's unique enough. Mm-hmm. And you can find us on Apple iTunes. Apple iTunes, not Microsoft iTunes. I don't want to confuse anybody. And while you're there, don't leave them, uh, leave a review. Remember that? Leave a review on iTunes is very important. It's really important to leave a review on iTunes. Oh, oh. damn. Listen, don't have my brother be the only one who left a comment about our, uh, our show. <laughs> Did you go to Proudly Resents and leave a comment? I, I might have back in the day, my brother's podcast. This is a great show. Have you ever done that, Carl, as a performer, uh, left a good compliment about a show and on Yelp or something? Like, Scotty's is such a great showcase. I really love the host. Oh, if I could always fuck that guy. What's his name? Carl. Good idea. I should Sign do it. not Carl. <laughs> Very suspicious. Well, you can always tell that. You, you would look at these services and they'll say like, oh, this is such a great showcase. It's San Francisco's finest. And it's signed San Francisco comic. <laughs> Danny Deutschy. <laughs> oh, I love Danny Deutschy. It's so great. Signed Mike Spiegelman. <laughs> signed Hatch. Hatch. Oh, well, I think that's all the comedians we know for San Francisco. We're going to go ahead. And uh, so we're very excited. We are going to, as our acronym uh, describes, going to watch a full-length movie with you on YouTube uh, in its entirety. And we're really excited because it's January 2022, mm-hmm. and the new year has started. And every year now, 
uh, movies become public domain from 75 years ago, and that's 1926. So we're making a big assumption. We're assuming this movie is available. I can make my own DVD copy and sell it to you, Carl, and there's nothing this guy can do about it. <laughs> that's so, right, cop. Yeah, copper. So we're going to watch. I'm balling me, cop. Hey, buddy, I'm here. You were selling Ulysses by James Joyce. Jokes at you, copper. It's been in public domain for two years. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, now, so I think Finnegan's Wake is now in the public domain, huh? Google it. Google it. Or, no, go to MikeSpiegelman.com and order your own copy of Mike Spiegelman edition of the <laughs> Finnegan's Wake by James Joyce. I edited it. Like. <laughs> right, fool's luck. So uh, last week uh, we watched The General from Buster yeah. King now in the public domain what a great movie what a great chaotic film. movie great research uh this week uh today's episode i'm going to uh present host uh, i did some research on a, on a movie an hour-long movie and carl also uh did some research on a 15-minute short but don't worry these are both comedies both stars of the day uh carl what is our movie our feature-length movie okay today? the first one we will watch is tramp comma tramp comma tramp and the that's what you put in YouTube search engine. Tramp, comma, tramp, comma, tramp. Yes, you can copy paste. I don't know why you even asked that. Of course you can. It's not my call. Am it's I working your keyboard? What's the channel well, like? Well, I, I have to say there's very few pleasures in my life, like typing the word tramp three times manually, three times in a row. The channel is Cinemax 24K. Oh, Cinemax, yeah. huh? 24K. 24K. Whoa, that's six times yeah. more than regular Cinemax 4K. Cinemax 4K. So go ahead, type in as Carl said, tramp, comma, tramp, comma, tramp, 1926. You know, uh, I, I've typed that so often that I just bought myself one of those tramp stamps. Oh, yeah, it makes it a lot quicker. Tramp, tramp, we tramp, got the tra enter. <laughs> we got the tramp stamp joke the, out even before this movie happened. Uh, so we want you to go ahead and find that link, click it, hit pause, move the timer bar to the far most left position just move it to the left and then uh at the count of go we go ahead and click the uh, play button and watch the movie with us we don't do the countdown we have a celebrity comedian countdown carl had the opportunity to talk about him we're going to hear a little about the performer and yeah. then that then that celebrity comedian will do the countdown carl take it away welcome to celebrity comedian countdown with special host mike spiegelman hi how are you i'm really excited our special comedian countdown is not from New Jersey. He's here in Los Angeles. Miguel Fierro, welcome to the show. What's up, Mike? Hey, it's Google good to man. hear from uh, Miguel and I are, we've known each other for like 15 years at least, at least. A longer than that, I think actually, since probably about 2002. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. So this, we are in 2022 right now. So about 20 <laughs> years. Uh, we, so let me let me uh, just introduce you. Uh, Miguel Fierro is a really funny comedian uh, here in Los Angeles. He was part of the San Francisco scene uh, back in the day, and he's also a single cell orchestra. Let's let the cat out of the bag. Probably one of the great uh, ambient house bands uh, out there. Uh, and actually, you know, I just want to say, like, when I started doing comedy in San Francisco, there was a club called Cat's Grill on Folsom, and uh, Mimi Gonzalez had women with balls, and they let me perform. And it was right before the ambient night at Cat's Grill. So the back room would have, like, balloons and inflatable pyramids, and then uh, they would have DJs play. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I remember they used to do it. Yeah, they used to do an ambient thing back there. 
I can't remember what it was called, but I'm, I do. I think I've, I think I actually played it like a long time ago um, at the Cat Club. Yeah. Yeah, the Cat Club, right? Cat Club, and then it became Cat's Grill, and now it's uh, an empty space, probably. No, it's <laughs> I think maybe a condo. Uh, but let's. Uh, so, do you started with music first or stand up? Music, yeah, yeah. Since I was a kid, really. And uh, now you you were born in San Francisco, right? Native. I, I was literally born in San Francisco. Yeah, on Geary Street at a French hospital. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but I was raised in Marin County, and then I moved back to the city, you know, when I was older. Yeah. Oh, terrific. Yeah. And so you were part of that San Francisco, like the 90s. I love ambient house music. It saved my life. I just love listening to it and go to sleep to it and just kind of intensely listen to it and, and just dance to it and everything. And it was a good scene that you were part of, you know, Jonas Sharp, I guess. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I had a Charles Izell Edwards album he did on Facts, which was pretty mm -hmm. neat. Yeah, yeah. I'm still friends with, I still talk to Jonah. I mean, I still keep in touch with him. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, great guy, huge influence. And, uh, you know, we just love to talk shop and all kinds of other stuff. We've known, been friends for a long time. So, yeah. You know, influence, I have to say the Dead, Dead uh, Vent 7 is like one of my favorite albums. And uh, like an idiot, I sold it back in the, when I was burning through CDs. And uh, I've always regretted that. I'll send you a new one. I, I have, I have some. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. It's, uh, is I listen to it on uh, YouTube occasionally, and uh, I don't think it's in the right order, but uh, it's just, it's amazing stuff. So if people are listening, Single Cell Orchestra. Don't let the pun bother you. You listen to 808 State. You can listen to Single Cell Orchestra, uh, and Dead Vault. And then you had a Freaky Chakra album. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Freaky Chakra versus Single Cell Orchestra uh, on Astroworks. Uh, yeah, we used to play live together, Dom and I, and uh, yeah, so they, you know, it, it was fun, and we got a good response, toured with Moby, a bunch of people, and so they decided to do an album, and uh, yeah, so that's the album we put out. It's, yeah, it's really good. Now, so where where did you perform live in San Francisco? I mean, all over the place. The biggest one was at the Warfield, you know, that was, you know, uh, that was opening up for Moby, uh, and wow, that, that was pretty fun, um, but yeah, it, I mean, you know, Clubs, raves, I mean, warehouses, you name it. So I saw uh, Mixmaster Morris and Pete Namluk perform at uh, King Street Garage at like three in the morning. It was the start time. Yeah, I was there. I, I you was were? There. Yeah, I was there. Oh, my God. What an amazing. I woke up. I woke up to, the, to Namluk's music, and I got his album of that performance, and I could tell you exactly when I woke up when I listened to that album. Yeah, a poor, yeah, uh, Namlik unfortunately passed away, but uh, Mixmaster Morris, he's still doing his thing. You know, he's still, is still, still uh, DJing. He's got, he, if you go on, uh, what is that, that Mixcloud thing? He's, he's like, he's got a million mixes up there. So definitely check that out. I'll, ch I'll check it out for sure. I heard a recent album of his and I really, I really, he still has it. Uh, we should mention you're, you're on Bandcamp, you're on Spotify, you are on Amazon Music. Yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Single yeah. Cell Orchestra. Uh, I've got a bunch of stuff up there. And, you know, my band camp is under my name. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, all, pretty much everything else is up there, Seldom Records. So, yeah. And that's C-L-L-D-O-M, because God forbid we'd need another pun. C-E-L-L-D-O-M, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, well, that's very cool. So, at one point, why did you go from music to stand-up? What was the uh, – do you – do you, I mean, can you tell me, like, how do you approach the audiences when you do music and do stand-up? Um, well, with, what happened was, was that, you know, I – I think in you know my mid twenties, I sort of just burned out on trying to be like a, a rock star musician guy, and uh, and so I got into acting because I just was following my passions, and uh, and then that led to stand up, uh, and then this, and then actually the real catalyst for stand up was somehow nine eleven, 
I think that was the thing where I was like, I'd been booked to do something kind of like a spoken word thing for like the rave crowd and 9-11 happened. And I just came up with all this, just, you know, all this reaction of, you know, of just trying to find a way to have a good time and all that just depressing stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and so, so yeah, the standup came out of it and then it was just, you know, and then I just fell in love with it. I just fell in love with standup. It's just, you know, the, the freedom and the, and the, the whole thing of just, you know, making people laugh, having a good time. I mean, I just always, you know, I used to love to sit in the back of the punchline and just, and just you know, watch everybody, you and, you know, the whole, the whole crew. That was you're, a long you're, time you're ago. Like a, you're like a class above me, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, and if I was, if I was at the punchline, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was a, it was a very long time ago. And, uh, and it just, I just remember always feeling like, you know, if you can, if you can laugh at something, then you, you can face it and you can deal with it. And I, so, you know, not to get too corny about it, but it seemed like a good way to, to have fun and also kind of just sort of maintain some kind of healing life force in my life, you know? Uh, absolutely. You know, I should mention, like, I've seen you perform, uh, like, showcases and knock it out of the park. And then when we were doing, like, open mics in San Francisco, you experimented. I mean, there was one time you were yelling, one time you were, yeah. you were like, you were fearless. I was pretty crazy back then, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I had a lot of anger, Mike. I worked through it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I was in the room. I, 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 yeah, I yeah, yeah, I was loud. I was, I was allowed. I, I went, I went through that phase. I went, yeah. through, I went through many, several phases. But to your credit, like when we did showcases, you, you brought out the material. Like you, you knew when to, to experiment and when to kind of present the show. Like it was good. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks. Well, you, I was always a big fan of yours. And, you know, I, I always thought you were, you were hilarious and, you know, so I, you know, I just want to give you some props because yeah. you were always, you're always one of the guys who made me laugh. So, you know, I, I do appreciate you, man. Oh, I appreciate that too. And I hope Carl hears this. Um, <clears throat> tell me about Los Angeles. Actually, you had a joke about, I was, I was at my favorite taqueria, uh, Jack in the Box, right? That was, that was, that was, uh -huh. that's gold, yeah. baby. That's gold. Getting the monster taco. And they didn't, <laughs> they didn't have it, Miguel. Oh, so yeah, I had asked if they had something comparable and she kicked me in my stomach. Do you still, oh, right. Do you still do that bit? Do you still, do you still, do you still ever break when, that one out? If I'm next to a Jack in a box, like if I'm performing <laughs> at a bar, there was a bar on Geary that's next to a Jack and a famous Jack in a box. And, uh, I bring that out and it, it really depends on the mood. Like I, I try to avoid the old material, uh, when I was performing because I don't know, you get, it gets kind of dismissive. Like people are like, Oh, you did that one, but right. you know, it's a combination. You, when the moment hits and it's right, you can do it, but. I know, uh, I, I know the exact Jack in the Box you're talking about, actually. Yeah, yeah that's an infamous one, the one next to uh, the one on uh, the avenues, right? Yeah, like on yeah, tenth. Yeah. It, it's 24 hours and there's no lock, and you know things are bad when you turn on the news and you see that Jack in the Box, like the video inside. You're like, uh oh, yeah, because it, it got into like people would beat each <laughs> other up in there. Uh, I think someone got killed there. Nothing good ever happens in a Jack in the Box. You no. know, that's why I use the drive-thru. But um, <laughs> yeah, don't go inside. <laughs> the inside, the inside of a Jack in the Box is just like it's like yeah, it's like if uh, if uh, uh, Jerry Springer or some or some you know was a was it was a fast food. You know, I, I blame the architecture. Those buildings are smaller than normal restaurant buildings. Like they look like a toy when you so when you see them. Someone needs to do a mic in one of those things. You know what I mean? What's up? What's up? You know. <laughs> you know? Hey, what's up, Jack? What's up, what's up, homeless people? Let's party. You know what I mean? In here for I, warmth. Let's party. Yeah. I would I would dress up as Jack and then host the show. And then I would try to do a Jack voice, which I don't think I can do. 
You know, uh, they do have the best curly fries, so I got to give them that. So. Oh, yeah. No, they're great, man. They're great for vegetarians. Horrible junk food for vegetarians. <laughs> so tell me, so let me, I, now that I'm in Los Angeles, I want to catch up. Like, what's your experience in Los Angeles? How, how's performing stand-up? You've been doing a lot of shows, a lot of outside shows during the pandemic, producing and, and performing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, did, did, did a few of them. Did, for a while, I was doing one out there in L.A., uh, uh, historic park down there by Chinatown. That that was pretty fun. I I kind of had to had to sort of bail on that though because I I just had, my schedule didn't really sort of you know work with having a, a show on a Monday afternoon. I I really enjoyed that was my first live show in, in Los Angeles and uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. You and Groper was great. Uh, Groperman, uh, Adam Adam actually turned to me. He goes, "You want to run this show?" <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I was like, "Wow, I just been in San- in Los Angeles for like two weeks." Yeah. <laughs> But I, I don't. Uh, I would have had to take the bus, and I didn't have a mic, so I didn't follow up. Yeah, yeah. It's a you know, it's it's a it's a challenge running a room. Um, I, I did I did a I did a I ran a room for about nine years uh, at the USA Hollywood Hostel, which was really fun. Um, That's a great room. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, and and we ran it. We ran it, and you know, uh, you know, for you know, like say for nine years, and then and then. And then they kind of got some new management that was not as comedy friendly, and you know. So. That's a real shame because that that room's been going on for a while. I got I got uh, put into my place. Uh, I was with a comic, and I was talking to a comic, and another comic said, "Are you guys comics?" And we said, "Yeah." And they're like, well, can you be quiet as a comic performing? And I went, oh, <laughs> whoa, shit. That's hilarious. Um, in my mind. Yeah, and I mean, I've run a few other rooms and stuff like that. You know, LA is—it's fun. It's what you make it. It's a bigger world down here, obviously, than than San Francisco. Uh, and I miss that about San Francisco, actually, because in San Francisco, it was just, just kind of—at least when I was there, there was just kind of a few places that people hung out. Everybody kind of knew each other. You kind of knew, you know, who was who was funny and stuff. <laughs> you know, right. you know, and it, and yeah, yeah, sure. You have your East Bay comics and, you know, but all the ones that are sort of really going for it, you would, you would see, you know, mostly, uh, mostly not, not, not entirely, but mostly, you know, whereas here in LA, it's just sort of like, I mean, there's just so many little subsets of comics, you know, you've got your East side, West side, you've got your Valley comics, you've got your, you know, you've oh, got, Valley you, comics. You, you know, you've got your, your, you know, uh, Silver Lake kids, you know what I mean? There's just so many different, you know, places. But I, I mean, to be honest, it's changed probably. I mean, I don't really, I haven't really been out there on the landscape as much because of the pandemic. I've really, yeah. But that's kind of put the kibosh on a lot of, you know, a lot of the rooms that I probably would be hanging out in these days. Cause Was that a blessing, the pandemic? The ability just, the ability you had to stop for a while? Uh, not for the comedy, no. It was a blessing for the music because. Being home so much, I just got super into production, and the new music I'm making is just—it's like next level, so much better. I mean, I I love everything I've done up until now, but I feel like I've taken that to a, a next level thing because just so much time at home, you know, and and uh, you know, really embracing different technology, and it's a lot better, a lot lot better. I'll I'll send you some stuff, but uh, yeah, well, let let, our, let our audience know, like your Bandcamp is Single Cell Orchestra. The new a- album is Remember the Future. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And uh, people should definitely subscribe to it. And then before we get going, um, you recently DJed uh, during the pandemic. How was that? Well, I actually actually did a. I've done a couple. I did a live show, uh, and that that was really fun. Actually, that was uh, uh, these guys threw that in this warehouse. That was actually back in like the beginning of the vaccinate the early vaccination period, where it was like 
you know, you get, after you got, you know, it was sort of assumed after you got two shots, then, you know, life is back to normal for you, buddy, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and I guess, you, you know, we we're a bit wrong. It was kind of crazy to be in a room with like two, 200 people or 300 people or however many it was, uh, when nobody was wearing a mask cause you had to show your vaccination <laughs> card. Um, uh, you know, so it was, it was kind of weird. It was, but you know, ended up being fine. And, uh, yeah, had, had had a great had a great time. I mean, I've I've also been sort of working on that over the last few years. My, my live show is is a lot, a lot more organic. It's a lot more hands on. You know, uh, drum machines and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. So uh, sounds good. Looking forward to doing more of that too. Yeah. So check out Miguel Fierro in Los Angeles as a performer. Single Cell Orchestra is online. It's on your Spotify. Check it out. Any album is good, but with the new one is uh, Remember the Future, and the, the Mike Speaking one favorite. Advent Seven is really cool, uh, and and also I have to say like the San Francisco ambient scene, the record labels, it was cool. Like all the different kind of bands and stuff like that, I, I thought there was like a real scene going on. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, it was totally, it was fun, man. It was a it was a special time. A lot of great music came out of that whole time. You know, San Francisco was definitely regarded as you know one of one of the you know cooler places for electronic music to be coming out of in the 90s now it's just everywhere i mean right. it's just every because also too it's like you know you buy a computer and you've got enough technology just in your you know computer that it that it comes with you know that you've got it you've most people buy a computer now they now they actually have a studio you know when i was when i was a kid you know you had a you know i worked at a coffee shop and you know we'll shave two thousand dollars for a sampler you know what i mean you, yeah. you try that now kids you know oh if these computers coming out had like a podcast feature carl and i are fucked <laughs> so well cool I, i'm so glad to be talking with you and i was really happy to see you again when i moved out here and uh yeah likewise, uh, man. yeah so we we uh, have an audience. We have a movie line, queued up. We want you to do our celebrity comedian countdown and and let them know when they could hit play. Are you are you ready, Miguel? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. That was a really interesting comedian countdown. That was excellent. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. All right, here we go, Harry. Get done. Oh, look, they had a tramp stamp because that was manual. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Tramp, tramp, tramp. I'm going to lower the music. Uh, have you ever heard? So Harry Langdon plays Harry Logan. Harry Logan sounds like a show business name. Harry Langdon was a show business star with a weird name and a weird act, Carl. Uh -huh. Look at that. Joan Crawford's in this movie. Huh? Well, let's kick it off. And it's only the title card for these early movies. We start off in the fictitious town of Burton, Massachusetts, where there's a, uh, as you can tell, we start off, uh, which is owned by John Burton, rich family. They own the Burton shoes. He's so rich, he put his daughter on this poster. Which, but, <laughs> and they're like, guys are walking around like, I need a pair of shoes. And they see the daughter, they're like, hot dog. And <laughs> uh, so, he is going to, he needs a gimmick. My PlayStation is acting. All right. Yeah, they're crushing the competition, especially in the world of shoe manufacturing in the town of Burton, <laughs> Massachusetts. Meanwhile, at Amos Logan and Son Handmade Shoes, Burton, Massachusetts store. And look at that boot out there. See? The little competition. Yeah. So, by the way, our star, Harry Langdon, who's considered huge, he was born in 1880. He really looked like FDR just then. 
Well, look what's between his leg, uh, between his legs, Carl. He has like a little shoe uh, stomp right. on him. Yeah, so he can mend shoes on there. Okay, here comes the landlord. He's gonna classic, right? He's like, he needs the rent when, Carl? But three months. Don't you hate that? <laughs> <laughs> so this is gonna be landlord porn, where the old man's gonna have sex with the landlord, so he can delay paying the uh, uh-huh. uh, rent. Which is disguised. due. It's Usually my landlord would say, speaking when the rent's due in like two hours. I've never once had him say, by the way, you got three months, three whole months to pay me rent. Because <laughs> they had to travel like by stagecoach and bullshit. That's amazing. All right. So this is a, Harry, Harry Lang is a movie star. He, uh, he was a vaudevillian. He's going to show up in a sec. And right now he's at the height peak of his uh, popularity. And he's considered like, you know, there's Chaplin, there's Keytone. Is that right? Uh, there's uh, Harold Lloyd, white guy. There's Patty uh, Arbuckle. Patty Arbuckle was huge back then. Yeah. So he he had a fall. Like it wasn't as bad as Patty, but uh, he this was this is the first movie he did in 1926, mm-hmm. 27, and uh, 27, right? No, 26. 26. He also did a movie. He's an interesting guy because he was a vaudevillian. He he did medicine shows and stuff like that when he was twelve. He did minstrel. He dressed did blackface, and he met his wife Rose, and and they married in '03, and they had an act. And he used to do I guess called Johnny's New Car, according to Wikipedia. Uh-huh. There, ah, there it is, Joan. So it's so crazy. La, la, la. The dad's saying, "Listen, this factory in in town is killing us, and we got to get the rent in three months or we're doomed." Then across the street is a billboard for that very factory. And he's like, oh, I can't wait to jerk off to this billboard later. Like, they don't stop and say, that's the final insult. <laughs> so he's in love with the bad guy's daughter. That's exactly right. right. And he needs money in three months. He's yeah. got to get the rent. Deadline. Yeah. So he uh, and he's going to have, like, there's some funny placards. I'm waiting for it to show up, actually. But you know this, this. So he had a Vavillian act. He would do the same bit like for twenty years. According to I, I went to a Halloween party as a placard once. My face was the placard. Like my face was in the middle, <clears throat> and then the, the the rectangle was around me. You know, uh, and people were like shaming me for being in blackface. Yeah, it was very controversial at the time. I'm sure you thought it was funny being in blackface. <laughs> okay, he's. I'm going to get the money in three months if it takes me a year. Now, this is actually really <laughs> clever fun. writing. We'll check out the next placard. So here he is. This guy is like John C. Riley, not John C. Riley. Like he's off. He's like Zach Galifianakis humor. Like he does the opposite of what you expect. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to go out and get the money. So he immediately walks out and he's completely perplexed. <laughs> he can't even walk. And here, here we go. <clears throat> now he takes the primrose path or the easiest way. I love that. Usually you take the hell you know, the terrible, the hardest path or the paths thrown in hell. And this one's like, you want the one with roses or the easiest one? So here's the landlord. He's like, hey, by the way, clean my shoe, which is very common in Burton, Massachusetts. Burton. (laughs) Burton. (laughs) Buster Burton. Buster Curton. Buster Curton. No, I don't get this. Like, so he takes the bags. He's helping the landlord. Yeah, like, why would he kiss the landlord's butt? But okay, he's a yeah. nice person and goofy. He uh, he 
he went to, and so by the time in 1923, he went to Hollywood and he talked to Hal Roach, you know, the Hal Roach studios, but it didn't work out. He worked for uh, a company and then um, he started working for Max Sennett for the Keystone and he created this character and Frank Kappa and this director, Harry Edwards and another mm-hmm. man like helped work out. Check out this deal. They have a promotion to sell shoes. They're going to have people walk from Burden, Massachusetts to Burden, California wearing burden factory shoes for free or something like as a promotion yeah and whoever wins gets 25 no it's twenty five thousand dollars on stage oh okay so you have to buy our shoes and you have to walk it and if you no, they're win, like we give you money they're like hey people it's a great promotion people are here at the barbecue look at that Did barbecue you see that that was a cow like the whole cow well what's really funny they said here's our promotion we're going to do a cross country walk and everyone out here is just, is here to 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 send them off or here for the barbecue and they show the they walk out the window they look outside and they cut to the barbecue like they looked at the people and then they looked at the barbecue so here's the dark look at that you know they had to like draw paint that in the background that factory yeah Okay, so here we have we have all the onlookers. They're not waiting. And there's no microphones back in the day, so they use that mic, that uh, megaphone, bullhorn, bullhorn, yeah, bullhorn. I know, and the crowd's like, "We want more barbecue." <laughs> I'm here for the barbecue. So these are all the famous walkers in a countrywide walking competition. <laughs> goodness there is such a thing in 1926 you know it's like a different culture it's like a, a different country they speak english but they have their own it's not just a different time it's a different america okay so cargas the uh by the way his name is cargas he is not only their evil landlord he's the world famous walker he is coincidentally yeah right and that's where he's leading uh harry right now he's asking him to take the bags but harry can't he can't get past that billboard because of the girl yeah look he's like come on check it out i mean imagine you're watching this as like a if he's will ferrell or like what, you what's know, the big deal what, what is it but uh, what is it i gotta walk in competition i gotta walk across country look that glenn yeah it says nothing oh there we go yeah he's like check her out i jerk off to that picture <laughs> i'm so crazy i've been creeping that picture for months they're closing my dad's store, but I don't care. There are billboards across the street. So wait, so our enemy is going to compete in the walk? That's right. For and being Goofy offered to carry his bags, he'll be competing in the walk as well? Yeah, you know, this guy just walked out of the place. <laughs> the landlord was outside and said, you know, hey, clean my, shine my shoes and carry my bags. And uh, he's a man-child, you know, but he uh, he's not like an angry man-child. He's kind of just uh-huh. like a, a wistful, naive, like uh-huh. very introverted. It's a deadpan style because like he just does the opposite of what you expect, especially in a silent movie where they, things seem to be really exaggerated. Like he's going to help him out. Here. I Damn, met rock. With rock. See, for a world-class walker, he's such a little whiny jerk. Right? Like he has a cane. So he's and he clearing had... the way from the rocks. Yeah, yeah, he's kicking the rocks. Boy, is he a prince. Yeah, right. Make way. Prince coming Whoa. through. <laughs> no, just, I think you're a couple seconds ahead of me. Uh, he just, okay. I guess I am. Pat is going on. I, I'm at 925. Okay. I'm at 930. Okay, yeah, I'm at 9. No, I'm. you're ahead of me. 
Oh, I'm 933. Yeah, you're like two seconds ahead. It's fine. Okay. All right, great. It's funny. Perfect. Okay. You were right, though, that I was... It's winter in one place and summer in another. No, it's just no. Bad. It's just overexposed. Out. Yeah. yeah. Other copies on YouTube were, were sometimes better, but sometimes worse. But I, I prefer this one. This one was was uh, put Here in comes last the year. Champion Walker of the world. Yeah. Yeah, and then he walks in. Stupid. Oh, I'm so fucking bloated from barbecue. I'll, I, I'm so amazing to meet you, man. And I don't know if it's the meat I've been eating and the free beer, but whoa. Can we do a selfie? <laughs> yeah that's gonna take an hour oh and they, they can't wait and there's of course billboard girl i didn't look up any information about joan crawford you know i don't think now is the time but this is definitely in the 20s like one of her earlier movies mm -hmm. we should find a, a wait, movie joan with joan crawford, crawford the joan crawford i know the joan crawford we all know mommy dearest joan crawford goodness i gotta see her face again she's that hottie Imagine you married her and then she was like, no fucking wires, fucking hangers. Uh-huh. You're like, Ever. oh, I wanted the tramp, tramp, tramp. <laughs> I thought I married a tramp, tramp, tramp. Get off of me, you goof. You're yeah. a bro. Hey, look at that deadpan. <laughs> All right. You'll let me never That's see you again. Offered? My goodness. Oh my God, where are I you? Think this is all bleached out. I can't overexpose, you've been saying, so I can't really get a good. Right. So long, sucker. <laughs> all right, well, off and they go. He'll say, I'll compete in that walk myself. Well, you know, it's the moment's gone. I don't know, like, he, look, he's, he's like a kid. He doesn't know how to react. <laughs> oh, darn, shucks this doesn't process but she she kind of it's interesting because this movie is like oh i i'm obsessed by this woman and she'll become my sweetheart and we'll have a child together and that's always kind of creepy but she falls for Why him do you a bit it's creepy because it's biology not, making you want to have a baby right? right but he's like totally obsessed by her but she kind of falls for him uh i'm at 1202 okay i'll just start telling you second yeah 12 and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So now I'm behind you. No, you're good. We're, we're all together. I was waiting for you to say 8. <clears throat> all right. So, yeah. So he's he says, screw it. I need to unwind. I'm going to go mentally undress oh, the hello. billboard. Hello, beautiful. Ah. So, what, yeah. So that's like probably the closest to a reaction shot he does, right? Like, usually he just, he doesn't do the, like, whoa. He, uh, he, he, he struck it big. So he did this movie and then the writer, Frank Capra directed his first movie this year with him called the strong man. Uh-huh. Frank Capra, uh, Frank, Frank, Frank Capra. Maybe you heard of him. Yes. I've heard of him as an author. He was a director. Yeah. He directed a movie called, um, it's a wonderful life. Big, big <laughs> flop at the time. And then it went into the public domain and then, uh, <laughs> Uh, because you it was Christmas, he did the Billy Jack prequel, uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington with Jimmy Stewart. That's a great, uh, for its time, it was a great film. I don't know. It was missing Billy Jack. Billy Jack Goes to Washington, <laughs> on the other hand. Now that's a Goes to Washington movie. So, he, uh, so they, they met at, at uh, Keystone Studios and he said, screw it. He, you know, 
Harry, this guy's very ambitious, Harry Langdon. So he said, I'm going to create my own company, Harry Langdon Pictures, and make my own movies. And he took uh, Harry Edwards, and he took Capra, and he took another writer, and they, they left uh, Keystone, and they made a deal. Same guy who ran the first production company he was with, this was First National Pictures. Did you see that bank-like name in the opening credit? Yeah. Yeah. So they made a deal. You, you will give us four movies from Harry Langdon Studios or what have you. And this was the first one, and it was a hit. Okay, so that's the application for him. She wants him, she feels bad. He wants him to join the competition. So sign here. Yes, sweetie. Oh, join the Oh, he could maybe be a double, a, a spy, a... Uh, no, not even. She just, she just, you know, thinks he wants to give him a chance because uh, she feels anyone could join. Okay. Oh, it's a walk. Register for the walk. Right. This is like the running walking man. And this is like, uh, we okay. had the cannibal run we saw where we could, they drive cross country. They're going to, he's going to walk from Massachusetts to California. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. To promote a pair of shoes. Oh my God. Which by the way, falls apart halfway through the race for him. I really to, like to go on my walks, but the thing is like, if I get to like seven miles, I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. Once, once my pedometer says 10,000 steps, I'm done. So I, I also, not recently, but in the past, I would like do a 10 mile on the weekend, like in 2015 or something. And walking? My God, it would knock your ass. Yeah, like in a hike and shit. It would, you would be great during a lot, of, but at the way end, you're in your ass dragging only two more miles. Fuck. He's writing a note to his dad. He's like, don't worry about the rent due in three months. I have a surefire way to get 25 grand. That's all I got to do is walk to California. P.S. Did I mention I jerk off to that billboard girl? <laughs> oh, better get Ma's wedding cock ring out of stock? Hawk? Hawk. I, I, that, that I actually... Out of hawk. Yeah, I've watched this movie a few times, actually, Carl. And... I thought it was Sid Hawk the second time. All right. So this is only an hour movie and the whole premise is a race. So how much running time do you think it's devoted to the actual race? It's <laughs> like I was expecting the whole film. They still haven't walked. Now, this is the night before and the hotel's overbooked. And see, there's the, the car gas. Will you share your room? Right. It's the 20s. Fuck that. Right that happened the... to me in Texas. They were like, do you want a handicap access room? And I was like, no, I, I don't want anyone having access to my room. Handicap or no. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. I'm glad you made your point there. They don't care in Texas. So there's his room, right? I think he's a little obsessed. So he's he ripped, out ripped, the... ripped out all the posters along the yeah, way? Yeah, like he, that's like six billboards alone. You're right. He's fucking nuts. That is the to... best. He once went to Burden and got the that billboard, and then West Burden. Now, see, I thought he had a healthy, like, oh, I like that girl. I'm going to marry her one day, and we'll have kids together and be happy. And I was like, what's wrong with that, Mike? But if he's stealing billboards. And <laughs> but if Chris Farley did that, wouldn't that be cute and endearing? With Bubble Boy, this movie reminds me of Jake Zillenhall in that in 19, like 2000 movie yeah. Bubble Boy. Where he has to travel cross country because he wants to go girl he loves. Immunities. Now this this is uh so this is the the bad guy. Look at this. Ah. 
him one up more up the sleeve. <laughs> Don't kiss the dirty outside billboard thing. Right? You know, it's really got that uh, paper, uh, wallpapery, and the, it was on with the glue. Okay, never mind me. Nope. Oops, fell apart. Now, I don't know. Like, Do you think this would be funnier if the guy was like wide awake just waiting for him to stop? Because he's like, I thought, it, I thought his eyes were open and he was just like patiently waiting this through, but he's actually sound asleep during this. There's two things in this movie that I, I wish they changed. This is one of them. I wish he was awake just silently writing this out until, of course, it's a complete disaster, like a Jerry Lewis movie where the boss watches him try to sack cans. Mm-hmm. My, other, my other complaint about this movie is that his dad makes shoes. He The competition is killing his dad's business. Competition is doing a competition where you walk in the competition's shoes and you get 25000 which would save his dad. Yeah. He does the competition wearing... I don't know what pair of shoes he wears. I think it's his own. I don't think he's wearing burden. That's ridiculous. Like, I don't know. Wouldn't that make the movie better if he wore his own shoes? I don't know. Does he still win the prize? Yes, he does. Well, then, yeah. Yeah, that would be better. But his dad's not concerned about his company or or the competition. You'll see his dad has a really interesting (laughs) subplot, which I don't want to reveal just yet. Okay. Here we go. Darn it. He really what fell on that dude. That was a real fall, man. Say, what do you think? What I'm do you just trying to get to sleep. I got a big race. I got to walk. He sleeps with his fans? That's deplorable. Oh, yeah, and not professional at all. He turns the light off, of course, which starts Look, the fan. Look, doing it right in front of everybody. That's <laughs> You should at least clean up afterwards. My God, that's a lot of socks. Gym socks. And cut. <laughs> right, just looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sleep. I think I'm a couple seconds before you, but I don't care. You know, so this interesting. to sleep pills. Right, which in 1926, this fucking must be killer. Heroin or something. But they're shaped like aspirin. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so they were manufactured somehow. Yeah, just like cocaine was. You could do any old drug you wanted before they made laws, you know. Look, look how many, I mean, he gives them the whole bottle, of course. Oh, no, you fool. He, he doesn't like this guy. He's going to, he first off, they're competing, which I don't think Cargassi realizes. Is the <laughs> second one. Down with booze. <laughs> but not all the booze. Watch, he's going to reserve they're gonna, it. They're going to rule his suicide. Uh-huh. I know, this movie's great. Here you go. Have this. Now sleep in the hole in your bed. Don't they have to pay the hotel? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I'm going to kill you for this. The... Now, here we go. Think of any other comedian. Like, think of Jim Carrey going to sleep. This yeah. guy just does it differently. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I think that's what he's saying, right? Yeah. Fire my agent. He's saying over and over again, fire my agent. Can't sleep. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hey, great. Carl, keep going. Carl, right. keep going. Keep dragging it out. Don't pretend you're sleepy just yet. Right. There. Yeah, I can't sleep. See? He's so anti on this. Yeah. Which is strange. So Carl, he uh he kicked the he did 
three movies uh, with Capra, and then he fired everybody from that crew. Listen, I, I, before you go on, I won't interrupt too much, but I just got to say, wait till you see, Arbuckle shares his story, but go ahead. Okay. Well, no, I, I know I, I read a couple like books about it. Like studios, making his own Yeah, companies. oh, absolutely. Yeah, and these guys were superstars. I mean, this is 1926. Who, who knows how big they are? Look, he's finally, it's finally hitting him. Uh, he, uh, he directed his own movies. He thought Capra wasn't good enough. And his movies, I haven't seen. Like, I just heard about this guy. I, I uh, saw him and I saw his character in the movie Stan and Ollie, but I didn't realize, you know, that he had such a huge background. He, he directed a couple of his own movies. They flopped. First National broke it up. And he went, he kind of wound up, uh, couldn't get his silent films done. But by 1928, you know, they were making talkies. And he went back to Hal Roach and they had this silent movie star who's going to do a talkie with him. And it's on YouTube. And I absolutely recommend okay. looking for it. He's passed while he sleeps, looking for uh, Harry Langdon's first talkie. It's one of the worst fucking things, the craziest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. His voice was a little weird. Like he kind of knew what, new one, a little hike pitch, a little, a little, uh, and it was weird. And then at the end, one of the characters, one of the guys comes and talks directly to the camera and says, hi, I'd like to get out of character and welcome Harry Langdon <laughs> to Mr. Roach. Welcomes Harry Langdon. This is the first talking for Hal Roach. And Mr. Roach looks forward to working with him. That's the end of the, of the uh, thing. You have to watch it. All right, so here we have we have all the international world it's champion walkers. Run. That's exactly right, but uh, Burt Reynolds is not there. What right? the fuck did you do to my hotel? This is the weird thing. Is like his buddy. I don't know who this guy is. Honestly, the oh, he's the owner of the hotel. Yeah, maybe. All right, so he's oh, that makes more sense because he has to go on his own. He's like <laughs> he's groggy. But he's alive. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty cool stuff. So, you know, the story goes like it's kind of a profical, right? How, Carl, did I pronounce it right? The story? A, a what? A profical, where what? it's not really true, but you just say it anyway. It just kind of became the story. A fiction? Approximately. Anyway. Approximal? A, 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 uh, did Jesus use him a lot? No, no. Look at what's caught in there. Anyway, so the story goes is that Capra... Uh, oh, parabola. Parabola. A parabola. Yeah, was, all right, never mind. <laughs> a paragon of... No, it's a proxiful. A proxiful. A proxiful. The story... Anyway, so it said he said, you know, the story goes is that he lost it after that. And... Uh, the, 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 the the influence of sleeping pills... Is that yeah, why he, well, he's walking off. Trouble? Okay. He had, I like the spittoon in the uh, hotel room, too, that he's, he used. <laughs> For so here's chewing tobacco. So I, what I didn't get is that, like, I thought this guy came, like, drove a car over and said, Harry, you got to go. Because now here comes Harry and he's in a cab. Again, this is halfway through the movie. The race is finally, we saw an extended night before. Look how he now, has to wear such a uniform. Oh, well, yeah, it's a checkered cab. So this guy, I don't know who this comic is. Like he's listed, actually. I do have his name. His name is Brooks Benedict. Uh huh. And uh, for some reason, this is like the longest uh, run. I love like, Brooks Be Benedict, like with the Hollandaise. Uh, it's a little too rich for me, you know. I, once in a while, I'll go out and have a Brooks Benedict. <laughs> so he's, 
this whole like asking for change bit goes on forever. And then there's a payoff that's just fucking nuts. But other than that, this is completely out of place. You know, like asking for, yeah, it doesn't go with the plot. He's asking for to tip him. Yeah, no, he's saying you got to pay the fare, man. Listen, you got to pay the fare, man. Oh, yeah, let me go check. Uh, I have, you need, I have what, no two money. bits? Hey, you want two bits? Yeah, he has no money, right? And uh, so it gets even matter. Hey, man, this is my only scene in your movie, and I'm going to be expecting it crazy. People are respecting Joe Crawford. They're expecting Nick Cargus. Not going to happen. I have to get my money before this movie could continue. You're getting to be a pest. What are you on drugs? <laughs> right. <laughs> he goes back into the cab. I'm a couple seconds. All right. So yeah. So like it's funny, but it doesn't go with. Yeah, we want him to get in the race. We want him to walk for Joan Crawford. You know. He uh, he divorced his wife. His wife was together for like 20 years and they divorced kind of around this time. He's going to throw a brick at him? Uh-oh. Yeah. Right. All this for a quarter. It's kind of frustrating his uh, sleeves. Right. You notice he's like a child. He, he runs behind the guy that, you know, like he breaks it and then he runs behind him. Okay, so this is all timey fighting, Carl. You know, you gotta take your jacket off. You gotta roll up your sleeves. Yeah, like in the ring. Yeah, there's a big. You just there can't. You That's it. That's the joke. That's what we spent so three minutes of this this movie because he couldn't use his arms. He had the quarter all along. <laughs> if if the guy just waited, he would have got his quarter. He would have had his window broken. No, it's not the guy's fault. It was time to pay, and he wasn't paying. Yeah. But it's all because he couldn't reach into his own pocket. Okay, right. so he's super late, right? Yeah, right, but they got to take his photo. <laughs> <laughs> he's not into it. Also, this is a marathon. everyone. But this is a marathon, not a sprint. So he doesn't have, you know, like, you don't have to run up and get it. Yeah, we're we're fucking floating after that barbecue. I ate so much meat, I'm hallucinating. Yay, burdens, they ruined our town. Hello, sweetheart. Yes, I wish you the best. I'm John Crawford. Oh, so he's a... Uh, cell number? Yeah, well, I don't think he's creepy or anything. Let's see what he has to say in this little note. All right, you go. I know a couple of seconds behind, but I, I've seen this movie a few times. So creepy. But she likes him. She actually likes him. Okay, here's a note. Not creepy at all. Let's see what it says. It's, it's safe. <laughs> huh. I love you. 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 Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christ <laughs> oh, Carl. Maybe the Why do you think that's creepy and not sweet? How come she thinks it's sweet? Because there's another note attached to it saying, Hey, I haven't heard you since the last note. Just want to make sure everything's okay. And then there's that's a third note attached funny. to it that's that says, funny. Oh, hi. Oh, hey, sorry. It's me, Harry. Okay, I'll, I'll write you a note later. And then there's a fifth note that goes, Hey, I'm really concerned. I haven't heard you uh, write back to me from the last four notes. Yeah. If I if the, if I'm not in, the postmaster will leave a message. Yeah. 
look, oh. he's winning. And then they're like the 12th notes, like, I don't like you anyway. I thought you were stuck up the first time I met you. Then there's the 13th note. <laughs> oh, hey, sorry about that last note. <laughs> that was really crazy of me to write that. This joke's been done before. That's why I'm not cracking up. It's good. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense, Carl. They're in Massachusetts doing a, a countrywide walk. What difference does it make what, what path he takes or how fast he is? What is also, that? It's a coil, like electrical coil. Like on the inside of a clock or something? Well, you know, there's a big pile of shoes or whatever. Oh, no, that's later. But I, I think he like, maybe his house was like a mess. Maybe that was a piece of the fan or something, like the hotel room. Oh, right, right. They got stuck in his shoe. Now, isn't this cheating? Yeah, I mean, it is cheating, but there's no path. You just have to get to checkpoints, different towns. and, and check Oh, in. so it's not cheating. You don't have to stay on Route 80 the whole way. Right, but also as a competition, it's funny that everyone is in sync except for Harry. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they're pretty just taking a friendly walk, just fellow world traveler, walk, world champion walkers. You know, there's a lot of sheep in Massachusetts. Who turned all these cows loose and their yeah. sheep. I know. They're, Black they're sheep. Pretty. This is a military base. If you need any assistance, you should contact uh, Private Keepout. Minor threat. Black sheep. <laughs> oh, that's a good song. Look, it's... Uh, hi, oh, it's Private no, Keepout. That's so scary! Carl, it's all right. Not real life. He's long dead. He died already. These are practical effects. No, they kind of painted. I mean, they had to. Oh, Look at that. The camera is what he did. Okay, so maybe that's a film footage. He, uh, so when the talkies started going in force, he still found work. He got a, a real crazy second career uh, playing like second fiddles and like mostly not for television, but for like B movies. You know, the second right. movie would be an hour and there would only be two reels of film. They call them two reelers. So he did a bunch of like dumb two-wheelers. And I actually, the research I did, Carl, because I really wasn't familiar with this guy 24 hours ago, I typed in his name and on Tubi, they have a lot of these films from the 40s, uh -huh. like 58 minutes. Uh, I saw, what did I see? Delinquent Dads or something, Misleading Dads. Let me see what it was called. It was all about the theater seats, keeping them coming and going and grinding. Misbehaving Husbands. And he kind of was like a Jack Benny husband type of character. And then I saw him in All American Coeds, where this uh, girl's school. Well, he was like the administrator of a girl's college. He said, "Let's get those stupid frat boys to join our school, and then we can see how they're all idiots." And he he's talking, but he kind of looks like Ivan Stang, but a little bigger. Wait a, second, little... wait a second! Wait a second! Wait a second! His solution is to hammer himself, uh huh, so he can dangle. Right. It's kind and... of ingenious. Oh, well, <laughs> he's, he's hard at it. Oh, wait. So check out what you say. Well, what's going to happen to him? It's fucking amazing. All right. I, I know you're getting ahead of me, but I, I, I haven't I heard can't of believe that That's not real in the background there. Like, well, they painted that factory for Frank, Franklin Shoes. They had to. They did that. You know, there was a lot of trickery for the Harold Lloyd thing. It wasn't a real shot. There's no way. How could he even get the camera set up, let alone have this guy dangle like that? Oh, no! Right, but check it out. <laughs> Look at it. There's a dog all of a sudden. He's on the sled, Carl. He's just flipped right over. Yeah, I think this was in a James Bond film, and it was uh -huh. also uh -huh. oh. in 
Jackie Chan did this too. He rolled down yeah. a hill. He it was just him and his North Face jacket. And, and we also Fantasy Island once. Really, my yeah. fantasy is is to recreate the Buster Keaton <laughs> scene in, in Seven Chances. That was like a chase. But remember, those boulders fell on him, and that was yep. this last year. So he falls, and then boom, it creates a fence. But these are real stunts he did, right? I mean, he slid down, and it magically turned. See the stray boulders around him? <laughs> Private. Keep out. Oh, I didn't know this was a military base. Give my regards to Private Keep Out. I'm going to keep saying that joke, Carl. All right. So this is where it gets crazy. So his dad's not concerned about the factory. He's going to the movies. Fuck it. So here it is. This is where you would see this movie. It gets fourth wally really fast. Like I love Carl. I'm a big fan of movies where the characters go see a movie, especially if they go to the exploitation house. See, there's a guy playing and they're right there. It's the first checkpoint in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> John Burden, wealthy shoe man. And so people would want to hear that. Binga dinga binga bunga 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 boom. Can you imagine like suddenly the movie is in a movie theater and there's a guy playing it and you're like playing like him? Like this is kind of fourth wally, right? This is like the final destination, the 3D one, where they go into a movie house in 3D and they get jabbed by they die in 3D in, in the movie house. Yes. Yeah. It's him. Hey, my, my old boy. <laughs> That's my boy. I taught him everything he knew was about walking. That's how I ended up in this room. <laughs> That's how I'm in a wheelchair. He wore me out. Look, he's he's representing me by wearing the competitors. California? No, they're not. But he can't wait. He, he's creeping. Okay. He's, he needs boundary issues. Boundary. Boundary. This is still filming. So this is weird what this film does. So this is present day Burnham, Massachusetts. They're watching this film reel. But all of a sudden, it's not. It cuts to him in real life, in real time in, in Cleveland. Look at this guy's face. So Jersey. What the fuck? Jesus. <laughs> the fuck you do? Fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, he just kissed her. Yeah. And it caught on camera. Hey, that's my boy. He kissed her without her consent. So this is a Civil War song. Tramp, tramp, tramp. The boys are marching. Oh, wait, I have the lyrics. <laughs> so this was a, it was meant that to sing when you were captured by the Confederacy. It was a union song. Uh, I guess, tramp, 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 the boys are marching. Cheer up, comrades, today will come. Comrade. And beneath, and beneath the starry flag, we shall breathe the air again of the free land of our beloved home. So that's that's how it goes. So, and there was a Confederate version where they changed it. So it was like, hey, fuck Southern fuck brother. Fuck the goddamn North. <laughs> right. Tramp, tramp on their heads. So this movie takes another derailment, right? So somebody's been eating blueberries. So they pull out a gun to trace the, the guy who's eating. Those damn runners are eating our fruit. <laughs> he's pregnant with fruit. Yeah, he's just happened to walk by <laughs> completely guilty, like a kid, right? Just completely caught. Yeah, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Nothing to see here. 
That guy, shh, the guy's looking. <laughs> I got him right here. Yeah. You guys are also looking? Right. He's like, don't worry about it. The cops in the back. <laughs> I'll uh, hide this blue juice till my ass. Like, the blue juice? Hi. So he, like, took the blueberries, took his bread, and then chicken. Dude, he has an actual live chicken in his shirt. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! Maybe it's a puppet. What was that? It was a real chicken. He's gonna knock it. Oh, there, the bread. Lo- <laughs> All right. So now, no more of the race. We're gonna take another detour. Tramp, tramp, so tramp. The boys are marching. Yes, that's walking? right. Yeah, this is like 10 minutes later. He's on a chain gang where you have to carry your own uh, bowl of chain. Jury and a convictioner. Don't ever steal blueberries in this town. I'll tell you. They'll fuck you up. Is he going to escape? So he's fake trampet. (laughs) He's fooling everybody. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, this is great. Like, this is like Chris Elliott. He's kind of like Chris Elliott, right? I mean, like, he's going to uh, do as less work, minimal work as possible on the chain gang. But, you know, the later, his later acting roles, these comedies, these crazy old stupid comedies, they're great bad movies. And his comedy style changes. Uh-huh. You know, he, he's more like, uh, and the co-ed, all-American co-ed, he's like vaudevillian on the stage or moving the hands and he's talking. And he like, he covers his hand with his mouth. Uh, and then in the other one, the uh, misleading husbands or whatever it's called, he's like Jack Benny, you know, he's kind of, he has a family, family served by, uh, there's a, a black butler and a black maid or whatever. They're serving him breakfast. And he said, oh, why didn't you wake me up? And the the, the guy says, I did. I tried to wake you up until I was black in, in my face. And uh, Harry Langdon goes, black in the face. Huh? Huh? You hear that, Mary? Funny joke. Black in the face. So he was black in the face. That was the joke. But if he's like a department store owner who gets, uh, he's setting up a female mannequin in the bed and the whole town mis- misconstrues it. So, but he's like, you know, like he's kind of a hammy guy later. It's like kind of not as dry as this, you know, he's wet. He's wet humor. Yeah. So he's just fucking around with the police. Right. But he's. Yeah. That must've hurt. That must've been not a prop. Right. Like if for him to trip. It's probably pretty light, but he trips. It doesn't fly with him when he, when he walks away. It might be a prop when he drops on the guy's foot. <clears throat> it's got some weight to it, but I mean, it's a movie. Right. I know. But sometimes the, the stunt of it, it is a movie. And this movie is still going on. We won't see the race for a while. So they're just walking. Yeah. Well, they got to break the quarry down. So he, he doesn't want to do the heavy pickaxe thing, right? Look, he's getting down to dirty. He's got a little hammer. <laughs> He's sitting on a pebble. <clears throat> this rock's not going to break. So you know what? I'll just get a smaller rock. <laughs> yeah, he looks in the hammer. <clears throat> do you think that's a, that must be a prop hammer that hit him on the head? Yeah, I mean. 
the things we saw about Buster Keaton were doing, and we're like, this is real, this is real, was all like his physical jumping and leaping and throwing wood and, do you know, dodging wood. And this is different. I mean, he's getting hit on the head by a piece of metal. It's got to be. It's a Heck movie. Yeah. It's a movie. But, you know, this guy's like, yeah, that was pretty funny. He got fucked up. <laughs> yeah, right, pal? It's all right. <laughs> Yeah, all right, pal. You're yeah, right, pal. Ah, oh, it doesn't life suck having a second time. All right, it's yeah, walk it off. Drugged. Yeah, he still. It must be from the sleeping pills from the first reel. Really? For real? <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is the second time it's happened. Life is the general funny. was eight reels. That's wow. footage. He had to edit. He had rough footage of two hundred thousand miles. See, in this movie, he covers his hand. Like, isn't it funny? I got hit in the head the second time. So he uses his hand to cover. In the Bob Hope movie, he's like in the in the uh, department store where he's playing like Jack Benny. There's a scene where he's looking at models wearing clothing. And right. he looks at him and he covers his hand. He goes, I don't like it. So it's, it's, <laughs> I've seen him do his hands thing three different times. Right? He got back at him. Right. And then what does he say? Hey, pal, that's just the way life goes. Am I right? I'm fine. Hey. It's just easier than Ha, ha, ha. Life sucks, huh? I thought that was pretty funny. Like, this is the only time he stands up for himself, too. <laughs> he hit him on the head with the fucking rock. <laughs> he made it right out. Yeah, yeah this guy's like, yeah. I'm going to take my ball and chain and go. So this is a crazy scene, right? This guy, like, Tex Avery. He sees the the policeman like having playing cards, and he knows where the lock box is, where they keep all the guns, and the, the key. So while those guys are having playing cards or having a smoke or whatever they yeah. do in nineteen twenty six, he's going to unlock these nineteenth century ball and chains these guys have in nineteen twenty. Right? Did they really have that in nineteen thirty six? Nineteen twenty six? I'm sure because like eighteen eighties was just. A little while ago, I, I'm right. not sure the answer, but uh, it doesn't come from. I can't see any Civil War prisoners with those on their shield. Right. I can't. I mean, old timey photos of. I always said you had to do commit a crime to, for a chain gang. You know, not for stealing like a loaf of bread, like Les Miserables style. <laughs> well, if that was France in a different time, and was it though, Carl? <laughs> it was all right. So he's got a gun. So what does our friend do? <laughs> he's such a dumb <laughs> man. Thank you for this better hammer. Yeah, thank you. Well, I can I can definitely break small rocks here. Now I don't know if this is like real ammo in this movie or what. You know these when they do special effects and stuff. There's, I don't know if like no, they use blanks. Uh, we talked about in the general. One of the injuries was uh, an AD got shot in the face. Wow. By a blank. Yeah. Now it's just so they're going to line up, but you know what? They all unlock their uh, ball and chain. They all have guns in their pocket. Right. So but our get... dummy. <laughs> no, our dummy still has the ball and chain, and he already shot his gun. Riot. We're going to have a little police riot. This movie has everything, Carl. Police riot, uh, prison riot. This is me. Like, should I leave? So is he going to 
yeah, like he's he's so indecisive. Like he starts to run, he turns around. It looks yeah. like he's gonna maybe help him. He's are gonna you report okay? it? So how is he now? These guys are shooting, really shooting. Now are they? He's gonna have to hop on there with the ball and chain. Oh, okay. So he so he made his decision. All right. Yeah. But you know, get out and gallop. I know it's crazy. He's fucked. Say so this is the next best thing. Train humor. It was really big in 1926. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of those rock guitarists who are like, yeah, like play a middle of a solo. Yeah. yeah, he's making that guitar face too, scrunching it up. Oh, so he ran to the yeah. Forty minutes, forty miles later. Ah, 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 he. It finally stopped. <laughs> no, I just love this. Like, this happened to be water right there. Uh, so he. I mean, this is rivals Chaplin. Fuck him. Fuck Chaplin. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. Yeah, it's so his shoes don't take. So, so my whole no bottoms. Right, that's right. So my whole theory of uh who is his dad's shoes he's wearing to walk cross country or if it's Burden's shoes, it doesn't matter because he wears them out by by being stuck on a train. Right. Now his chain is cut, but he won't know it, right? And right, no. <laughs> the ball. And then there'll be a scene in which he's really distanced himself from it. And he'll go, oh, darn, and run back and go. Well, wait, he's about to go, but he's like, oh, I forgot I got to carry this ball with me. And it's just so happy. So no one else survived the desert. Oh, no, they're not in the desert yet, I don't think. <clears throat> Get out of here, you. This is like a really macabre competition, too, because the other competitors are lost. They didn't make it to the desert or what have you. And they're just like, oh, well, that's just the fatal aspect of our competition. You know, people may die, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is another crazy sign. Why would this guy do this? <laughs> or at least I, hopefully it was one take. Where'd you go? Walking with his floppy ass feet. So meanwhile, his dad is hooked on the movies. Isn't that crazy? Like he gets to see the newsreel, the the Silver City Utah. Movie Tone. Movie Tone News. Dateline. Utah. Another checkpoint. See, there's the piano player. Shut up. Stop making yeah. cute noises. Yeah, yeah, back then they didn't have the technology to mute that guy. You know, one version uh, I was listening to, like uh, on YouTube, the panel they mentioned France, and they started playing like, all right, they made it. Like everyone else is dead. Oh no, they got to cross the desert. This is it. Well, yeah, it's, that makes so much sense. Look, his father doesn't even say for Betty Boop. <laughs> What about the Merry Melody, sir? He hasn't gotten a Woody in years. Why is he laid around for Betty Boop? And City. Oh, yeah, this is crazy. Sand City. So, you know, we think there's a race. Isn't, I saw that had, movie. 
there were different segments. There was uh, some of it was cartoon. Sin City, right? Sin City. Yeah, I was going to make a joke about that. I said that's too obscure, or it's too too much of a stress. Not that it's obscure. Screw we refer to that we did something. Look, there's another shoe store there. Probably that's Bird's nice. shoes. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So he meets him outside his, his shoe stores across America. She's excited to see her boy. Like, why did are they supposed to show up exactly in one time? Oh yeah, here he is. He did it. He made it through the desert. Everyone else is dead. Oh, so we won't see the desert. Yeah, I don't. You know, this was all must have been shot in California, especially if he's made like two other movies in that time span. Here's my favorite line. This movie. Ah, the wolves. Yeah, but they don't call the police or anything, and they didn't have anyone monitoring them. So it's like, no, she, she already got the letter. I love you, love you, whatever. So she was feeling bad. So everyone realized he that that pays for that crime. But it's just like they don't get sued for like having a competition where people die. This is why those laws got invented. Yeah, that's right. Like this, that's right. It's illegal, my friend. You cannot put it in your soda. Now, this movie studio lot must have a, a giant wind machine in this movie. Uh-huh. All right, so, yeah. I did it. Don't worry about it. But are there in Florida filming, right? One of your big pet peeves. No, no, this is even worse. It's a guy code. Oh, Cyclone, sorry, the text. Look at that. That's special effects. It's not a typhoon. No, it's, just, it's a... Uh, cool. Because my um, stepbrother, Ken, he's got a lot of money. He's the typhoon. <laughs> Monopoly typhoon? <laughs> yes. I look, people are running. Look, look at, at the shoe store. Okay. Yeah, this is crazy. They must have, like, how did they do this? They must have, like, six fans or something just blasting through a lot. I'm here. Duh. Where is everybody? Duh. At last, the breeze. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. Oh, he was in the desert. That's why. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Christ-like. Angelic, perhaps. And he looks good with the beard. <laughs> I'm going to find more movies by him, Carl. I have to tell you. Okay, wanna... he's great. He's hilarious. It's, yeah, but uh... I want his talkies. I want him with the really bad comedies that he did. Okay. But yeah, no, he, we, we should do another one of his silence. Whatever you want. Uh, yeah. So. I haven't picked a movie yet. Can't seem to walk across the. What What's no. decisive? Okay. He can't make it past the wind. Okay. I get it now. He's trying to cross. But the wind machine's in the alleyway and it won't let him pass. Right. But again, they must have created some new laws about people walking into all these stunts they do are just nuts. <laughs> yeah. Did he do it? No. No. Go back to the corner. Look at He's his like a kid. outfit, man. I know. Pattered from the desert. Oh yeah, that'll that'll do it. That'll launch you, you dummy. We <laughs> got an umbrella. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yee. All right. <laughs> this is how. So he's a vaudevillian, right? And uh, now he walks into a barber set. 
except he's such a minimal comic. He's the only guy here. Like there's no barber in the whole vaudevillian barber routine, but the the cyclone will change things. The cyclone will change things. Yeah, like he he'll play off the cyclone. So instead of having like a barber on stage with him in this movie, it's this movie set in the wind. <laughs> he's he's going to be naked now. Yeah. So. Cyclone was a great producer. Of course, he was one of the famous Jews, uh, Cyclone. Cyclone. Um, he had Cy. his own production company. Sayonara Productions. He thinks he heard someone outside. Yeah. Whoa, this is camera effects. No, it's, it's I think it has to be a studio. So they're rocking it back and forth like it's a machine designed to do. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that in this movie. Yeah, look how it's made to... It might even, I'm not kidding, be cardboard. Maybe. I don't know what they had back then. They didn't have corrugated. But they had movie lots, you know, where they, yeah. they had sound stages. So they, they must be filming it while outside they have hydraulics going. You know, it's a different variety of, uh, like, a <laughs> how crazy is that? Him hanging off the uh, building. You're going to shut the door? Yeah, they really have the fan. There's no acting needing, needed in this role. I, you know, they're not like, hey, Cargus, can you pretend, you pretend to push the door? No, he goes, hello, friend. Yeah, but look at this. He doesn't recognize him. It's just some guy in a dress. Right. So, oh, where floppy shoes? Yeah. The 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 town shot of the cyclone. What do you think that is? It's not stock footage. They did it. They could have hand drawn it. There wasn't much information on it, you know, like about the production. I would have to find like an actual book, Carl. I have to tell you, like all my film reference books, like my Video Hound and my Leonard Moulton, which would list list this. I, w I didn't ring when I moved, so uh -huh. I, I didn't have any physical references. I just have my, like, cult movie books, so. Right. And even then, I couldn't, couldn't really find I, so. I was really looking for your best guess, you know, how they yeah. do the effects. I think you've nailed it about, I don't know, it's hydraulics. It's probably you're just pushing it, you know. It's like a fun house. Like, they must be on a stage. Yeah. And, yeah. We just got blown in there. Is that We're great? mad at the fans. You think that's unfair to them? It's. Do you think that hurt being like pushed on your butt, like dragged yeah. in the butt like that? Yes, yes. But I think he's, uh, you know, thirty-three. I think he can handle it. Yeah, he can handle it. And I think in nineteen twenty-six, increase, increase, it was like operator or something. Wow. I know. It's no, no expense. <laughs> It's very like Indiana Jones surviving. Yeah, yeah nuked the fridge, but this time he uh, he telephoned the uh, he, he win the phone the win the booth. He hung up the phone. <laughs> well, that's it. It's done. He survived it. No, there's still more. Wow, it's like a sometimes it looks like a train set, and they focus the film a little bit. And with all the wind, you believe it. I'm suspending disbelief. Do you think maybe the U.S. government blew, like, dropped another bomb and gave him the footage? Yeah. It's a lot of effects for a movie. Yeah. 
the walking movie. If he was just walking, I would have been satisfied. But this they is pretty spent cool. their money on this. This is Forrest Gump. Somebody better come and get their building. <laughs> We're almost wrapping up. Believe it or not, he's gonna he's gonna <clears throat> save the day by saving this building. This, this is this is like my favorite scenes. <laughs> and then boom, like two shots. <laughs> Just like he doesn't, you don't even see him go up the stairs. I got, you know, I was coming right up. Next scene, I'm up. Next scene, we're out. Is it her? Yeah. What luck? Saved her. Yeah, brought her into the cyclone. Go down the basement, bitch. Uh, by <laughs> bitch, I meant the male. I, by bitch, I meant, you know, uh, Jim Crawford. <laughs> the bitch is back. It's a, he, they have priorities, you know? Yes. They, yeah. Oh, no. Look at my model train set. It's the fall of the house of Usher. He's been working on that model set, Usher. Carl, I'm sorry, Dad. Carl, we were making a film, Dad. We were making a film. There was a cyclone. Carl, you ruined my Lionel train set. My father gave this to me. Oh, can I have it? Because I'm going to ruin it. No, you can't have it. That you, have show res- you first have to show respect to the Lionel train Whoa, set. What is that? That was stop motion or some shit. Yeah. He chases the cyclone out. How did he do it? By throwing shoes at it? I, bricks. Threw bricks at it, and it took to the air. Uh-huh. Yeah, he didn't save shit. Look at that place. Okay, he made it go away. He didn't save shit. No, didn't you read the placard? Yes. <laughs> the John Luke placard? <laughs> Just because I read it doesn't make it so. He didn't save shit. I love his shoes. This is just like uh So now so we're here we are. At the end. How many no. years have passed? Well, no, it's you know a couple. Of, well, not more than three months, I hope. And his dad's going to find out on the news. So again, this is after the fact when the newsreel is aired and shot. But well, we don't I know as audience. Like two miles per hour, and I think it's over three thousand miles. Right. This is also a walking race. It's cheating to run at the end. So he yeah. wins. So at one point, does the audience know that we have to watch it in the movie? We have to watch it in the movie theater in the movie theater. So they did get married, right? And the only it's not only- a story; it's a romantic story. You know, the only well, she's an heiress too. The only trivia I saw in IMDb was that uh, for this shot, they 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 had a baby and it didn't work out. So he did this. And that's it, funny, I guess. It, it's funny for like what two seconds it goes da 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 the end do 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 MGM you know Paramount Pictures the end. That's Let's not just go. No, now he has a teddy bear. We'll stick with that. His stick is that he's like a little kid, like an innocent kid, not an angry kid or not a you know man. He's literally a man child or child man in this. Right. But he does one crazy stunt before the movie ends. He's going to flip 360 this crib, and I don't know how he falls out or what. Flip the crib. Okay. Yeah, so he has a crib, right? It's going to flip, like, over. It's going to do a 360. So like one of the, the force will keep him in place? 
I don't know how they do it. Like, this is baffling. He broke his milk in the glass bottles. I know. <laughs> He's going to poke the milk. This, this thought... bit never ends. It doesn't end. They should have like, the end. Da, 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 da. A first national picture. All right, Whoa. Me... Oh, was no. Cut away and cut back. They matched action very well. But All right. Then, yeah. I the first two times I saw it, I thought he we actually did the flip. Now finally da, 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 da. Carl, what do you think of this movie? I uh enjoyed it very much. I like his comedic acting and timing and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, me too. It was cool. Like again, like his later films, which I recommend, he's a completely different comedy style. It's more of like kind of overplaying it every time. But uh, I, so first I ever heard of him. This was good. I, I'm gonna have to check out the other two that Capra directed, and then I want to check out the films he directed. The ones that are supposed to be so bad it ruined his career. Right. You know, that's an invitation to me. And it didn't ruin his career. He just did a lot of lousy, funny movies afterwards. Carl, no. uh, yeah. Next one. Yeah. So these are movies that are in the public domain, and we have a short. Carl, what's the name of the short? I'm gonna type it in now. It's called Fool's Luck, 1926. Fool's Luck, 1926. The channel we like is Victor 1960 FUL. Victor 1960 FUL. Fool's Luck, ladies and gentlemen, 1926. And this is another comedic icon, uh, Fatty Arbuckle, right? Yeah, this is Fatty Arbuckle. All right, we're ready for the second feature. Very excited. Oh, I really enjoyed that celebrity comedian. Here he, or she is here again for. Celebrity comedian countdown. Take it away, Carl. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. <laughs> what a great callback. <laughs> what a great callback. Right, here, here we, we go. are, Fool's Luck, a Fatty Arbuckle film, but it presents... Educational. That's the name of the company, but it was Lupino Lane. Not Fatty Arbuckle, who's the star. Look, the dude. In 1926, Weird. they say the dude. The dude, yeah. So Lupita's the dude. The dude. Yep. So when does Fatty Arbuckle show up? He doesn't. He can't. He's been publicly disgraced. Do you want to go ahead and tell me why he was... By the way, her name was Rappé. It's pronounced Rappé. Rappé. Yeah, Okay. It's directed by William Goodrich, not Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle. It was written by William Goodrich, not Fatty Arbuckle. And it was starring Lupino Lane, not Fatty Arbuckle. Wait a minute, he just used a pseudonym and showed up in a movie? He didn't show up, no. You see, okay, there's a whole story and it's really impressive and I hope we get to it. But what happened, which was tragic, was um, at age 32, no, sorry, at age 34, 
on Labor Day. You see, he had this movie called Crazy to Marry, like as in to get married with him. Yeah. Crazy to Marry. And they they were it was a big blockbuster and they were having a party. Um, now, look, he wasn't a party guy like a Jim John Belushi or something. He was just, you know, they threw him a party. Congratulations. Uh, and there was lots of drinking. Um, it was in San Francisco at the St. Francis Hotel. Sure, they got absolutely. it for a three-day weekend. By the end of the week, he was arrested. Um, he was in San Francisco Hall of Justice on felony roll. Hel row, held without bail in the slaying of 25-year-old actress named Virginia Rapp. Rappay. Rappay. Rappé. Rappé had accused Arbuckle of raping her prior to passing away, but Rappé had a history of accusing men of rape. Um, Roscoe uh, with his friends, Lowell Sherman, Fred Fishback drove to San Francisco. They checked into the St. Francis Hotel through a party, which was crashed by the starlet named Virginia Rape, who fell seriously ill Rappé. and died three days later of a ruptured bladder. I'm not yeah. sure who said you murdered her. Well, no. So the thing was, like, I, I had read a novel, a novel, a nonfiction book about this, too, because he, they drove up from Los Angeles in, like, a customized car with a bar. Yeah. You know, and it was just, like, big party time. But they don't know exactly what happened. I mean, they do know there was something shoved up her. Shoved you know, up her? Okay. Yeah. But, you know, the story is, is that it was, like, a ice tongs. So ruptured bladder. Oh my God, that's awful. Yeah. No, this is yeah. And she died from it. Oh my God. I think she died. Now, this guy was like a genteel person. He wasn't like, well, I don't know him, right? All right. was what I read. The newspapers led by William Rand William Randolph Hearst used this incident to generate Hollywood's first major scandal. Crazy. To Mary was quickly pulled from the theaters. The nation outraged to discover the off-screen lies of Hollywood stars. A uh, mysterious woman named Maud Delmont, a witness for the prosecution, never called to testify because police and prosecutors knew her story would not hold up on the stand, according to this author. Yet what she had to say would be more than enough to ruin Arbuckle's career. Uh, tried not once but three times on criminal charges. Two hung juries, and the third one did not guilty, and they wrote him a personal letter of sympathy and apology. Uh, and kept it as a treasured memento from all of Now, this guy discovered Buster Keaton. This guy was the guy who brought Buster Keaton to the screen. Yeah. Fatty Arbuckle. Yeah, you know, Fatty Arbuckle, there was a movie, and I can't find it on YouTube because it was called Hollywood. He made a cameo after after this controversy, like he's it's an unbilled, like he plays himself. He shows up and, and uh -huh. uh, but I can't find it anywhere because you type in Hollywood nineteen, you know, whatever, you're not yeah. going to get a movie title. You're going to get like a weird Dateline. Well, I guess the thing to do is go to Google and then do that images or videos. You might get luckier. If you right, that's a good idea. Picture. <laughs> Okay, so he got a telegram saying from his parents, uh, we're cutting you off. And, he, you know, he just got off the phone with his girlfriend who, with a rich dad. Come over to my house, you know, fiance tonight. 
he wants to impress the father for dinner, you see. And right. now he's got no money. And the guy just came up and said, look, you are three months behind on your rent. You got to get out. Three Everybody, months of rent. Yeah. Not again. So they're taking all the furniture. You're moving now. They're putting it out. Onto the street. So this was written and directed by Fatty Arbuckle using a pseudonym. Yes, exactly. Uh, directed? Hmm, I think no, probably. Written. Yes. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, let me tell you about him, right? Uh, eight, 16 pounds at birth. What? He was the baby of nine children. Uh, they moved to California when he was one. At age eight, he was on stage, acrobat, singer, clown. At 17, he got his like first pro gig singing illustrated songs for, you know, San Jose, California, 1750 a week. Traveled through China and Japan with blah, blah, blah. At age 26, he started working for the Keystone Film Studio, 40 bucks a week. It was a big deal. Um, he never starred or featured, but he was in hundreds of things. Most of the time, he was a Keystone cop, but he played right. different parts, you know. He worked with uh, Charles, uh, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, I've seen those. I've seen his shorts, too. Have you ever seen his stuff? No, nope, not really. Good. He's funny. Yeah, you know, he's funny. He has a kind of a self-contained, like, response. It's He's another boy. Like, he has that kind of wistful smile, but... Uh, he's kind of pleased with himself sometimes, like to the camera. It's funny. Yeah, uh, it's funny. You know, so is this is this, you know, really dangerous? Well, I don't know why the policeman can't look up. So sometimes they do the thing where you cut half the film, you cover it, and then so it doesn't get exposed. But look, it dips into the background. Is it a right. movie running in the background on a big screen? And they they rear projected. They did that in that uh, Laurel and Hardy movie, Stan and Ollie, that I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. I should mention, I forgot to even mention, Harry Langdon was in a, uh, was uh, Stan's replacement. Oh, that's right. For, yeah. uh, it kind of was the other way around. The like, other way around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was in the movie and they had an actor play him. And that's where I first really saw who Harry Langdon was. But, uh, you know. Yeah, so there's one film where uh, it's, uh, I guess, the big guy and then him. And then he he wrote like a bunch of their movies with them towards the end of his career. But yeah, anyway, yeah, I forgot Did to mention that with the rope. I, I've seen this, but I missed that maybe. Yeah, that's he did. the daughter and the father, and we're just getting the pressure. Okay, so up, oh, it's the telephone. He's out. He's hung on a wire right now. <laughs> so, did uh, you know you're on top of a piano? I know, but if you hum a few bars, oh, very good. Um. At 27, he began directing one reels. Uh, at 28, he was up to two reels, which means he needed to be sustain his humor, and he could. Um, and then it lists a bunch of films you never heard before, but they're always Fatty's, Fatty and <laughs> Fatty's Reckless Fling, Fatty at the Beach. Right. That's what I've seen. I've seen, like, you know, Fatty orders a sandwich or, right. you know, Fatty. They did this uh, one about the World's Fair in San Francisco, so they really went to the World's Fair. Keystone made them do it because it would be, like, you know, real cheap. It would look like they were. Yeah, they get a crowd, built a crowd there. Yeah. So this Keystone, like, he 
Fatty Arbuckle always thought in his start that Keystone doesn't think I'm funny. He doesn't think I'm funny. What do I got to do? <laughs> but at age 30, he made a deal with the devil. At age 30, he formed a partnership with Joseph M. Shank, the guy who took Fatty Arbuckle. Uh, took yeah, uh, Oh, Shanick. Yeah, Shanick. Shanick, that schmuck. Um, he was, okay, one of one of his the wives was in that seven chances they formed a company called comique and the films that roscoe made were released through famous uh, on a percentage basis he was making over a thousand a week that was a rich guy in his days yeah sure company he had complete control and he hired a guy he met in new york buster keaton keaton would film star would film career would start with roscoe's the butcher boy 1917 um at age 32 they asked him to move from two reels to full-length features uh and he was successful he was kicking ass so at 34 that's when he got accused of uh that's when he had to go to trial that's when he became a newspaper you know so anyway he got he he they said you're not guilty and he changed his name to goodrich because buster keaton said he should be uh will be good and and our buckle just changed it to will goodrich i don't know he 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 was a comedy director for al st john buster keaton and others with this pseudo name and so in 32 he was going to be an actor again at age 45 in 1932. He was going to appear in his first comics. He did like uh, six shorts for them. But at the age of 46, he had a heart attack. And that was it. He was going to come back. Well, that's crazy. Well, what would he do by that point? Well, it was talkies. It was a whole new world. Right. He Well, I guess he... Uh... I'm trying he to think if I've ever seen one of his six shorts for them, and they were like, "Okay, make movies for us." He was going to do full-length movies. Who right. knows what Fatty Arbuckle would have given us? It's true. I mean, I could see him as a radio personality. You know, the radio shows, the Fatty Arbuckle show. Yeah. Now this is good and everything because it's like I don't know how dangerous it is what he's doing right now. I mean, nobody's driving the car. I know. Yeah, a lot of these stunts are uh, pretty impressive for a guy like when he was moving the piano around the house. Look how high he was up on the chair. Now, look, this guy's got no home. They're just driving to drive. So he's like, why stop here, you you dummies? Well, of course. Hey uh, there. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, choo, 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 choo. Will you be quiet, train? I'm looking for the driver. Did he? Was the driver under the hood? Did he find the driver under the hood? No, no. He did now, look. Did he check out his hood? General, but don't worry. Yeah. He's safe. He's safe. Oh, Carl, this is. I can't watch. It's so he bad. The quality. Can, not he the, He'll be fine. I can't watch. Whoa. It's the quality. I, I'm sure he's fine. What luck? Oh, phew. Wah, 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 wah. Here comes the punchline. Shazam! Whoa. How dangerous was that? Damn they you, Batman! One take. Yeah, that's crazy. And perfect timing too. They had to wait for the train to come. Now what's he gonna do? He doesn't. What have train will allow that? He doesn't. 
well, no train will allow it. I mean, it's against the law. As a matter of fact, he could sue them. No, but I'm saying for the movie production, they're like, hey, do you mind back in 1926? <laughs> it, it wasn't that common for uh, right, right. trains to run through uh, cars for movies. They didn't hire the train. It, they just knew the train was coming and they probably gave a heads up. Was- so the guy is like, don't fucking sue us. Here's a check for a 30 grand. Wow. Yeah, don't consult the lawyer. Just give the check. Then don't worry, it won't bounce. <laughs> Here's my check. It won't bounce. Well, don't back worry. in that day, what he's going to do is he's not going to the bank. He's going to go to this store and say, I endorse to you this check. And that, that was how it worked back then, you know? So he would get $30,000 worth of furniture. Wait a minute. 20000 20000 So at least he buys the furniture, right? So mm-hmm. the, store, the store cashes a check, but it's worth it for them because they, yeah, there he goes. Look at Fatty's direction. Get everyone in there. Hire me some men. I have the money. I've got 20 grand. They get a typewriter song while they do this. <laughs> now watch who comes through the door. Ding dong. Oh, oh hello. Oh, heiress to a fortune. Mm. Oh, but where's his piano? I missed that thing. Yeah, that thing's dead. Oh. He was funny playing uh, solitaire in the bathtub. Yeah, that was funny. Floating. Yeah. I, I'm going to try that. I'm a very impressionable young kid. Hey, <laughs> it worked out. Ta-da. Educational film exchange where laughter is. Could, what was the? They had a weird okay, motto, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have just watched two movies that are now in the public domain. Yeah. Uh, Fool's Luck. Uh, lucky fool that he was able to <laughs> make it in time. And of course, uh, you're Harry Langdon. Fools, you're in luck. You're in luck. Uh, and of course, we started off with Harry Langdon. I got to stop to keep playing. It was movies. ho, 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 right? It was tramp, tramp, tramp. Oh, tramp, tramp, tramp. Okay. Can I tell you something funny? Is that I uh, I did look on INDV. There was a short called Tramp, 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 where a guy lets homeless people into his house oh. in the 40s. But I'm like, it's a pun on that Civil War song. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. We we will be back next week. We will have a movie lined up for you. Uh, we'll let you you'll you'll find out. Check it. How how can I find out about our movie? Check be join us on Facebook. Yeah. Sign up for let's watch a full night movie on YouTube. Carl posts the uh, the the information the graphic. Yeah, and then also check us out on L W A F L M O Y T on YouTube. Carl has been posting them uh, every week. Uh, our episodes synced up with the movies. You can watch the visual and listen to it without doing it yourself. That's on L W A F L M O Y T YouTube channel. Oh, as always, we love Muni Radio. Thank you so much for letting us host. Thank you, audience, for joining us. Carl, great job, huh? Thank what you. What you think of me as a researcher? I thought you were great. I thought you were terrific. You knew the whole backstory about his ascendancy, just like I did with Arbuckle. Right. But he's a guy that I'm not familiar with, and now I I want to. So for me, this was just an initial maiden voyage. So I I kind of focused. Yeah. So I I definitely look him up. If you're bored and you have one of those uh, search engines on your little... (laughs) uh, Very lame. Yeah, Harry Langdon. You'll you'll have to see tons of crap he does. They're all on Tubi, your streaming service. 
So we'll be back next week with a new movie. So please uh, keep subscribe, say it to tell your friends, iTunes, all that smashing. Like uh, Carl, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. Bye. All right. See we'll you back. Bye. Bye. See you audience. on youtube you listen to us and you watch the movie at the same time if you're listening to this podcast without the movie carl they're not doing it right no, they're it's doing half it the experience right it's half the yeah, experience right and who wants to listen to you don't even know what we're talking about watch the movie with us let's watch Square, Mutiny Radio, dot FM. This is Scott filling in for Sean. I'm Saturday noon to two flatback plastic. Never.
Sing a song. If the sun 
white-collar conservative flashing down the street, pointing their plastic finger at me. <laughs> They're hoping soon my kind of drop and die, but I, I'm gonna wave my free flag Play on, play on. 